I'm Alex Bluenstein filling in while Brett is still on vacation. Sounds like the best vacation ever. And I am Jay <laughs> Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, October 17th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Jay, get this. Five new sports will make their debut or return, because they've been before but haven't been permanent, at the 2028 Summer Olympics in L.A., this includes squash, lacrosse, baseball, softball, flag football, and cricket. Jay, which are you most excited for? I mean, I am American. It seems like mm-hmm. there's at least three of these that the U.S. should win or should have a leg up. Lacrosse, baseball, and softball, and flag football. I have no idea about the U.S. or Canada's national squash team. Sure. And I would imagine that nobody in North America is going to win anything related to cricket. So I kind of like these sports. What about you? I'd say flag football because I think it's the one I have the best chance of competing in because I didn't know it was played at any level of competitiveness above house league. So very excited for that. I think flag football, I know in places where it's warm, like it is, it is a big deal. I mean, my kids played flag football. It is sure. it is a, grow, a growing sport because people don't want their kids to play right. like tackle football. I would advocate for ultimate frisbee being the next mm. one. But yeah, I might be you, you hone your skills outside of fish concerts. I, uh, play. <laughs> you want a hacky sack too? I mean, it wouldn't be the worst game. Aside from what's happening in future Olympics, Alex, what do we have for Peak Balls today? For our first story, Legal Weed Turns 5. For our second story, Meta and Ray-Bans drop their new smart glasses. And for our third story, why are Canadians starting new businesses? Jay, did you know that today is a five-year anniversary of the launch of our friendship? I... maybe? Is it? Well, today marks the 50th anniversary of weed legalization in Canada. And that's, of course, how we met because we both have a long history in the weed game, the legal weed game. (laughs) Sure, that's right. But unlike our friendship, legalization has been a bit of a disappointment. Oh, that's nice. And I know that you wrote that, so it's really giving me all the feels. Now, per newly released Stats Can data, Canada's cannabis sector is valued at $10.8 billion, which is an increase from $6.4 billion valuation it held when legalization occurred, but a far cry from the lofty $22.6 billion valuation that Deloitte famously predicted in 2018. Now, while the sector grew between 2018 and 2022, it has now started to decline a bit, leading to a rash of layoffs, plant closures, bankruptcies, and certainly, as many people read about, plummeting stock prices. But Alex, why is this happening? Oh, man. The cannabis industry has blamed a hybrid strain of complicating factors that have hurt the sector, including a fickle supply and demand relationship, advertising restrictions, and THC limits that have helped the black market stay afloat, and unfair taxation. That last one's a big one. Pod taxes were devised when most thought weed would sell for $10 a gram, like I bought outside of high school. Just joking, just joking. Today, that number is closer to 350 a gram. These factors have left 80% of Cannabis Council of Canada members, a little bit of a tongue twister there, unable to achieve positive cash flow. Or in some cases, even pay those taxes. But here's some news that won't harsh your buzz. Prices for consumers have largely stabilized at an affordable rate. 70% of weed is now purchased legally, and positive changes could be on the horizon following a federal government review of the Cannabis Act. Now, the bottom line is this. Legal weed was supposed to be the biggest thing since sliced bread and an indispensable part of the Canadian economy. Instead, it's another lesson in tempering expectations. Although, I do like buying legal weed and we have lots of choices here in downtown Toronto. For sure. Jay, between the two of us, how many businesses have we started? 
like today or in general? <laughs> general, together, apart, all of those things. Well, there's like a funnel, like register domain name. That's like step one. And beyond that, it's like step two, three, and four. But the answer is a lot. Okay. Well, we're apparently we're a dying breed because there are 100,000 fewer business owners in Canada than 20 years ago, with just 1.3 individuals out of 1,000 starting a business in 2022, compared to three out of 1,000 in the year 2000. As the number of business owners falls, so is the rate of self-employment and the number of new small business openings. Jay, what's happening? That's it's just surprising. Entrepreneurship has been less trendy in recent years, thanks to a mix of economic and demographic factors, including the job market, our worker-friendly labor market, and increased flexibility from hybrid work options have made settling down to a nine-to-five paycheck, well, frankly, more attractive, and the cost of living. At the same time, high inflation has cut into consumer spending. Starting a business when everyone is sitting on their wallets is a massive risk, which makes us look like idiots, I guess, Alex. And retirements, well, baby boomers have begun to retire, more businesses have closed, with over 75% of small business owners planning to exit their companies in the next 10 years, and finally, a lack of financing. 12% of business loans from Canadian banks are extended to small and medium businesses compared to the OECD average of 44%. And it's not that Canadians don't want to start or own a business. BDC found 14% of Canadians are interested in starting a business, and a 2021 RBC poll found 55% of Canadians aspire to own one. It's just that the environment isn't conducive to it. The bottom line is that small business is vital for our GDP. If business growth continues to slow, Canada could prove the OECD right to be the decade's worst performing advanced economy. I guess, but with that many fewer starting, I guess our many, many businesses have a much better chance of succeeding. Yes, sir. Fingers crossed. Jay, you're a gadget guy and a glasses wearer. So are you lining up for a pair of the Meta and Ray-Ban smart glasses that are officially now for sale in Canada? Uh, no. Yeah. But Meta has become the latest billion-dollar company to officially enter the smart glasses market with the second iteration of its design with Ray-Bans, now including a built-in Meta AI assistant, hands-free live streaming features, and a personal audio system. Now, just because all your closest buds aren't calling you from their sunglasses yet doesn't mean these bad boys haven't been around. Snap was actually the first tech giant to look at photo-shooting sunglasses nearly a decade ago on the way to building today's spectacles, which is their smart glasses. Got it. So the adoption of Snap's first generation of spectacles in 2016 was uh, choppy. And a year earlier, Google stopped selling its own smart glasses, Google Glass, to focus on enterprise applications. Also, if you remember, they were extremely dorky and everybody made fun of them. What's different now, Jay? Well, this time around, Meta and Snap are both pitching their smart glasses as a tool for creators to stay even more connected with their audiences rather than just a sleek piece of hardware that can blend your digital and physical realities. That's not all, though, Alex. Various groups have launched ChatGPT-powered smart glasses that respond to your queries while you're on the go, including Lucid and Riz GPT. Yes, but as smart glasses creep back into the limelight, people are wary about wearing cameras on their faces. Concerns about always on cameras and microphones that allow users to record their surroundings without consent of others. Uh, those concerns will stick around. I should think so. You would. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. I'm serious. I'm only here for four more days. Leave some reviews. Mention my name. It's a, a nice thing to do. It would be a nice thing to do. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. When you're listening to business news,
shot when